All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Sean Vaughn with Champions Material. Um, coming to you on a day that's uh, been tough for me, at least a night that has been tough for me. Uh, I just got word a short time ago that we lost one of the true greats in, in, in the world of sports, uh, specifically boxing. Uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler um, passed away. Today is the, what, 13th um, of March. So I'm recording this, I mean, just moments after finding out. Uh, can't believe it. Um, he was he was 66 years old. Um, boxing fans know exactly who Marvelous Marvin Hagler was. Um, those who are more casual fans or maybe not a fan of the sport uh, may not know. Um, Marvin Hagler was the middleweight champion of the world in the decade of the 1980s, which I contend and many contend was the best decade for boxing, particularly south of the heavyweight division. Uh, Marvin Hagler, along with Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Thomas Hitman Hearns and Roberto Duran specifically, um, all of them at one point or another, they fought each other and gave us some classic uh, matchups. Um, the irony is Marvin Hagler made his bones and made his name um, as an all-time great, along with the other champions I just mentioned. And here's something that Marvin Hagler was defined by. He always searched for, demanded, and would do everything possible to maintain the respect that you had for him as a, as a fighter and as a man. Um, this was a guy that definitely, beyond just the financial security of becoming a championship boxer, um, defending your title, and maintaining a high level of performance and success, that guarantees financial security. But by all accounts, including Marvin's own, it was the need to be somebody. And his somebody, as far as how he saw himself was, I'm the champion of the world. This is my title. This is my belt. This is my ring. I fought hard to get here, and you're not going to take this from me. Marvin Hagler didn't become middleweight champion until... 1980 he turned professional in 1973 so the one thing that he did or he chose to do that sugar ray leonard didn't was he chose to turn pro early to try to jump start his fast track to a title shot sugar ray leonard on the other hand went the opposite way he waited became a star in the 1976 olympics became a pro and right out the gate, you know, he was the star. He was the successor to Muhammad Ali, even though he was a welterweight. Normally heavyweights, you know, really were the faces of, uh, of the sport of boxing. But Shigeru Leonard was so charismatic. He had the name, he had the style. Um, you know, he was one of the first uh, non-heavyweights to be pro prominently featured in commercials, seven up, the whole nine. So he was known and he was getting or he was he was he was well known. We're talking about sugar. He was well known 
He was getting the endorsements. He was getting the respect. He was definitely getting the purses almost from the very beginning. Marvin Hagler, the complete opposite. And this happens in boxing. This happens in sports. Some Hell, you could say this happens in life sometimes. Where certain individuals, for whatever reason, they become stars. They become noted. They become respected. They become adored for what their abilities are. And certain other stars and certain other individuals who may be equally as great may not necessarily get that recognition. Not in the same way. Some some people become great and well-known. Some people equally as great. They primarily stay within the box of what they do as far as what you know them for. Marvelous Marvin Hagler spent his entire career searching for demanding respect. Part of the reason why he turned his name legally, literally, he did this legally, from Marvin Hagler to Marvelous Marvin Hagler was because he was determined to make you respect him when you call his name. So when you were doing an interview as a reporter during his time as a, as a boxer, you knew that you couldn't just say sitting here with Marvin Hagler. You had to say, I'm here with the middleweight champion of the world. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He demanded that respect. He, he demanded that introduction. And it wasn't because of ego. It was to remind people of who he was and what he was all about because he felt like he was underappreciated. Put it this way, when Sugar Ray Leonard fought for the, Wilfred Benitez the, to, for the, his first title shot as a welterweight, he got a million dollar purse in 1979. The first time Marvin Hagler on that same card, mind you, he was the undercard to the main event, which was Ray Leonard versus Wilfred Benitez. When Marvin Hagler was fighting for the middleweight championship, same nights, same card in 1979, he got $40,000. So when you feel like you're equally as great of a boxer as a Sugar Ray Leonard and he's getting a million and you're getting 40,000, that's a hard pill to swallow. So it wasn't like Marvin was making this stuff up. He felt overlooked and underrespected, and that drove him. But instead of getting down on that, it drove him to become the most determined fighter, in my opinion, to ever live. Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Robinson is the greatest. Muhammad Ali is the most courageous most well-known, Marvin Hagler is the most determined. And once he finally got the title in 1980, no one was going to take it from him. Only Roberto Duran went the distance until he fought Ray Leonard. This guy was all business, all the time, always in shape, always ready to go. This dude had a training camp mentality and a training camp mindset where he would just shut everything out all year round. Marvin Hagler didn't, when he signed to fight an opponent, especially after he became champion, Marvin Hagler didn't have to go to training camp to get ready as far as conditioning for boxing. He just went to training camp to come up with a game plan. He was already in shape. War is what he called it. Shut everything off. No TV. No women. No Nothing. When I'm training, I'm gone. And my only focus is my opponent. And I hate my opponent because my opponent is trying to take my title. He's trying to take my identity and it won't happen. Determined. You won't give me my respect. I will knock everything and everyone out until you give me my respect. You can't deny me. And he finally got his moment 12 years after turning pro in 1985 
in the fight that's called the war. It's the greatest three rounds in boxing history. It's probably the best single round I've ever seen. The only possible exception would be Gotti, Mickey Ward, round nine in their first fight. That's the only one I will put again uh, up with this one. It was round one, Hearns, Hagler. No boxing, just I'm going to get in front of it, in front of you. We're going to get right to center ring. We're going to get right to it. And you can't, not, whatever you throw, I'm taking it. Period. But you will not take my title. This is my moment. Look it up. Hagler Hearns. It is the greatest eight minutes of fight of, of boxing, of combat, of competition you're ever going to see in any sport, in my opinion. If you want to know what Marvin Hagler is all about, Hagler Hearns. And then the second fight I would mention, Hagler John versus John the Beast Mugabe. And there's going to be two things you're going to notice. One fight went just barely three rounds. The other fight went 11. But one thing you're going to also notice, that's the same thing with this guy. Whether it was round one, whether it was round six, whether it was round 12. And back then, the boxers went 15. Whether it was round 15, it didn't matter. You were going to get the same marvelous Marvin Hagler. He was going to be on you from the time the bell rang to the time the bell rang to end the round. From the, so from the time the bell start the, to, uh, rings to start the round to the time that the bell rings to end the round, he is on you, determined, iron chin. Nobody ever, forget knocked him down. Nobody so much as really ever hurt Marvin Hagler. Iron chin, iron will, iron conditioning. It wasn't flashy like Ray Leonard, right? It wasn't. It wasn't wild like Roberto Duran. It wasn't long and cagey with like they the eye stop the eye catching straight right hand that Thomas Hearns had. Marvin Hagler just got on you and stayed on you and overwhelmed you because he was determined to make sure that his hand was raised and that his title was going on home with him. He didn't lose until his 66th or 65th fight with Ray Leonard and barely lost a decision that many, myself included, felt like he won because Ray Leonard was smart enough to understand you don't stand and slug with Hagler. So he boxed and moved and boxed and moved and boxed and moved and barely won that way. Afterwards, Marvin Hagler, unfortunately for him, felt disrespected. He felt like he lost to the name Sugar Ray Leonard, not the fighter Sugar Ray Leonard. He didn't complain. He took care of his money throughout his career. He knew how hard he had to work to earn the money that he earned. So he took care of it. He retired. He walked away. He never came back and embarrassed himself. He never came back and, and, and to show us less than what he ultimately was. He walked away from the sport, stayed away from the sport, eventually moved to Europe and became a movie star over there. And ironically, felt like he got more respect as a movie star in Europe than he ever got as a boxer. But I'm going to tell you what, I always respected him. When I hear about celebrities, whether it's in sports, whether it's in any film, any uh, field of entertainment that pass away, you know, it's tough to hear. But the reality of the situation is, you know, you don't know any of these individuals personally. So I don't ever normally take it personal. This is the first time, including Muhammad Ali, where I took it personal. Like I was in awe of a Ray Robinson. I was in awe of a Muhammad Ali. So there wasn't really relatability to them. Marvin Hagler, I wasn't in awe of as far as what his abilities were. I was in awe of as far as what his determination was. 
what his will to win was all about. That when you go in, give it 100% with no excuses. And I related to that. So I could relate to him. And I wanted the opportunity to meet him at some point, whether it was at the Boxing Hall of Fame in New York or somewhere. And I've been fortunate in my time to meet some great fighters and actually have like conversations with them. And I certainly wanted to meet Marvelous Marvin Hagler and just chop it up, man. Um, unfortunately, I won't get that chance, but I could not let, I could not not speak on it. I'm just going directly off the cuff. I'm just finding this out. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, you are a legend. Rest in peace, champion, because you were and will always be marvelous. As always, for all my listeners out there, thank you for your support. We'll be back sooner than later. But for now, we're done. Rest in peace, champion.